it's like Winona Ryder segueing from like Weird Outcast to Weird Outcast's mother. Sure. Yeah. Welcome to Dunstan Shexman, <laughs> the only and best podcast and the first podcast breaking down Dunstan Shexman, the 1996 ape film, minute by minute, and pairing each minute with a feature film. I'm Lord Andrew Rutledge. And I'm Emily Monkeytown, and we have a guest today, and I don't think she knew about our fun nicknames. <laughs> uh, I'm Lady Scarlet Locks. Oh. Casey. <laughs> Casey Forehand. <laughs> Casey Forehand is in the house tonight. I love it. We're going to be talking about Minute 26. Should we 20 address the elephant in the room? Six. Well, let me say, that first we're going to be talking about Minute 26. Okay. And that I have chosen to pair Minute 26 with the 2013 film, I think it's The Great Gatsby. Whichever one's right. <laughs> the Great Gatsby, directed by Baz Luhrmann. And let's address the elephant in the Baz room. Is it Baz or Boz? Boz Luhrmann. <laughs> I don't care. Okay, fair enough. We're never going to meet him. That's true. And if true. we do, I'll apologize right to his face. <laughs> fair. What is the elephant? We're drunk. It's yep. a pink elephant, in fact. <laughs> you the pink elephant in the room. We are drunk. So, we have just completed a... Uh, it's a, 2013. Which of us... I said right? 2013, so I, I'm correct. You were wrong, Damn. babe. <laughs> You got I, it wrong. I retire from this podcast. Should we also address that Casey's your girlfriend? <laughs> Casey is my girlfriend. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, shit. I forgot your dog was under this blanket. <laughs> <laughs> so let's. Okay. So we just watched the film. We played a drinking game. We drank sidecars and whiskey gingers, you know. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. Uh, for the Great Gatsby. Uh, well, I'll tell you something I told you off air, but I'll repeat it for, so the listener can know. Sh- sure, sure, sure. You picked this movie, The Great Gatsby. That it was my pick, yes. I see this in our document that documents all of our picks. Our shared document, yes. I see this movie and I think... <laughs> You're shaking your head. You're SMDH. I fucking hate this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't use my veto on Escape from Tomorrow and I really wish I had, Hub. I wish you had too so I could just pick without fear. So then I'm thinking, I can't hesitate. I can't be an Aaron Burr. I gotta be a Hamilton. <laughs> I yeah. can't hesitate. Yeah. I can't exhibit any restraint. For it, babe. <laughs> I gotta veto this movie. Because uh-huh. I can't be watching this bullshit another time in my life. And then I'm venting about the situation to my girlfriend, to Casey. And she says to me, what if we watch it together? It'd be fun. Because <laughs> she loves Boz slash Baz. And I and then she pitches the the idea of us all watching it together and having a drinking game, and I say, "Hey, that sounds fun as hell, even though the movie sucks." So I agree to do it. And my point is, you should thank Casey because she's the only reason I didn't veto this movie. Well, thank you, Casey. You're welcome. I love me some Baz Luhrmann. Because when we get to it, you will fully understand why I paired this movie with this minute. Do will I? Yeah. Will we? I've been asking that myself for like a week now. But first. (laughs) Casey, I must ask you, what is your familiarity with Dunstan Checks In? Um, Emily has described it to me. I asked if I should listen to an episode of this podcast (laughs) before Mm -hmm. I was a guest on it, and Emily said, nah. (laughs) Well, listen, (laughs) let me just defend myself. You didn't ask that. You asked if you should watch the movie before, and I said, nah. 
No, I asked about the about the podcast too. Did I? Did you? You did. I don't remember that. You did. Okay. <laughs> I do remember explicitly telling you not to watch Dustin Checks In. Yeah, it's not worth it. Um, I I I know the basic plot of Dustin Checks In. Um, and when we watched uh, the minute together uh-huh. for the first time, when I saw the the ape doing his things, trying on all the different hats in this uh-huh. minute. I said, this is Dustin, yes? And you guys <laughs> laughed at me. <laughs> like there was another ape in this movie. So. I do like the confirmation. Just just making sure. Yeah. Just making sure I know. But, but, How do you feel about orangutans in general? They creep me out. Yeah, because they look too much He's like people. He's not an orangutan, though, is he? Yeah, yes. Oh. Okay. I, I'm a little bit drunk right now. But I do want to say, I want to ask. a little bit drunk right now. <laughs> What, you have no familiarity with the film beyond beyond this, this one minute. No, I've you never don't have seen any it. memories of it from childhood. No, I never even heard of it before I started wow, dating Emily. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow! Do you could could you even have a dubious review for dating me? Is that I, <laughs> <laughs> is that I will introduce you to Dustin Jackson. Uh, but it, you couldn't even hazard a guess at one other person who's starring in this film. No. Like if I, I have a feeling that Jason Alexander is in this movie. Okay, at some point. okay, there you go. Yeah, is that there am I go. correct in assuming you are correct? Yeah. Oh my god, for real? Didn't I tell you that? You might, you might have, and I just stored that away. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense because he is in it. Okay. And um, oh god, what's what's the actor's name? Otho from Beetlejuice. Glenn Shaddix. Glenn Shaddix. Okay. Is in the mix. Did, I recently found this out. Paul Rubens is also in the mix. He hasn't shown up yet. Okay. But he will later. Uh, Glenn, down away. Glenn Shaddix. Yeah. Are you ready for this fucking shit? Here we go. Are you ready for what I'm about to tell you, Emily? Drop the Glenn Shaddix knowledge on me. Glenn Shaddix. He's in this film, right? Yeah. Do you want to know what film he turned down because he was in this film? Let me guess. Yeah, yeah. Take a take a stab. The year is 1996. <laughs> well, that's when this film came out. So this the other film that I'm 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 going to tell you didn't come out the same year, but came out later so it was probably filming during this year it's gotta be a little film if you get this i'm gonna be i'm gonna be electric entitled yeah star wars episode one the phantom <laughs> no! menace <laughs> no he wait was actually on the no, short no. list to play darth maul was he? <laughs> stop it i did just see the cheers episode that he was in which is from like 92 or something mm. He's like a plumber and he's hitting on Rebecca. Mm. It was really bad. Interesting. Go on. Um, from 96, so the movie probably came out. You're saying it didn't come out in the same year. It, it did not come out in 96. So it probably came out maybe around 97? I will not confirm nor deny. It's got to be the English patient, right? <laughs> I don't think Glenn Shaddix is in that. Is he? <laughs> well, he's not. That's the point. He's oh, okay. Checks in you're right. Stuff. You're right. It would be something he's not in. Yeah. I, what is it? Uh, it's another... Tim Burton film. Like does the checks in us? <laughs> no, but I'm he sorry, was in Beetlejuice. This movie is a Tim no, no, Burton movie? No, 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 He I'm saying he, he was in Beetlejuice. We though. know him best as Otho from Beetlejuice. He was also in Ed Wood. Yes. He turned down being in Mars Attacks. Oh. He was supposed to be the Danny DeVito role. Interesting. <laughs> huh. And he turned that shit down because he was already committed to Dunstan Chapter. Now he had already had an established history with Tim Burton too. Yes. Yeah, he was in um and uh, oh god, I just googled him. Batman he, Returns. He was no. in uh he was the mayor yes. of Halloween Town. 
Yeah, yeah. He was the mayor of Halloween Town. That is correct. Love that character. He was also the mayor in Rocket Power. Hey, there it is. Rocket Power was a cool show. That was a cool show. I love that show. Fucking Tio. Now, but but to his credit, I will say that. Come on. That his character (laughs) in his character in Dunstan checks in has way more lines and screen time than Danny DeVito's character does in Mars Attacks. I don't remember Mars Attacks super well. I hate the film. I hated it, and then I loved it, and then I think I was lukewarm on it the third time. I think I both hate it and am scared of it. Pierce Brosnan's in the film. I oh, I know everyone who's in the film. You know who? You know what movie would really benefit from a fucking injection of some vitamin P? And by that, I mean Pierce, Pierce Brosnan? Brosnan. Yeah, what? Dunstan checks in. Yeah, you're not wrong. Can you imagine Pierce Brosnan in this film? What if Pierce Brosnan was Lord Rutledge? That would be so much better. That'd be way better. Yeah. I no offense to Rupert Everett. Yeah. But, but Pierce Brosnan would be better here. <laughs> we like Pierce Brosnan better. <laughs> uh, let's talk about this minute. Let's talk about this minute. Uh so this minute starts with Dunstan is trying on some hats. Correct. So he's broken into uh, can I just Mrs. Say, Delacroix's room. Can I just room. say up front? Yeah, yeah. This is a shitty minute. Well, I thought that... it was cute. He's trying all the little hats. He's got panties on his head. He's basically just me trying getting ready for a party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say there's not much going on. Well, that's the thing. Like this, this is such a one note minute. This is just like, hey, he tries on hats, and that's it. There's no, well, there's no dialogue. No, that's always tricky. This is an ape only minute. Ape only minute. <laughs> you know what movie had good minutes with no dialogue though? What? Was it the Super Mario Brothers it movie? It was the Super Mario Brothers <laughs> oh, no, movie. Figure, we did a whole podcast about that, so no wonder did, you know about the goodness of the minutes. I haven't heard about this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was a fun time. God, Super Mario Brothers was such a better movie than Dustin Jackson. <sighs> Even the minutes that only had like one line of dialogue, that line of dialogue was just, electric. Yeah, it just killed us. We just like it's in, in, in embedded in our memories. God, I love that movie so much. <laughs> yeah. Dunstan's trying on you, hats. You did a free watch more recently than me. Well, I'd we watched it with it Casey. Like a couple yeah. nights ago. Yeah. yeah. With my roommate who had never seen it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like? Uh, she does not think that the fungus looks tasty as neither yeah, okay. do I. Okay. The fungus does look tasty. The fungus is good to eat. I'm N- no. Not on board with that. <laughs> did Carly like the film? Yeah. Okay. She had a good time. I'm glad. <laughs> I think it's a good movie. It is a great movie. I think people who don't like it don't like it because they're attached to Mario things that are not as crucial as they think they are. Yeah, sure. it's not the movie that you would expect it to be. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's a good time. That's mm-hmm. great. What makes it's it wonderful. It's a very mm-hmm. good time. Check out Tell to the Bees, Annabelle Jenkel's new film in theaters. We should soon. watch that. We really should. I don't know how to get access to that, but I want to. I think it's going to be in theaters soon. Well, I let's go. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Dunstan's trying on some hats. He's broken into Mrs. Delacroix's room. That's the whole fucking minute. Like we've already described it. Uh, we gotta break down the hats. He starts with <laughs> we the gotta first. Break down the hat. The first hat is shiny and pointy. What do you think of this first hat? It's a weird golden? hat. Casey, did you have any thoughts on That's the first hat? hat? Yeah. That was the gold one, yeah. I like the weird that gold one. one that well, was it's like, like shiny and pointy. Not it the gold one. There's regal. a black one. There's a gold. The gold one's the second one. Oh, okay. I don't remember the first one then. It didn't leave an impression. Yeah, it, it looked to me like a like a wizard's hat, but with a with like a with like a shiny emblazonment to it. See, that's interesting because it did not look at all like a wizard's hat to me. It looked like some fucking 
metal piece of shit that no one would want to wear. Well, yeah, I could not see the purpose of this hat in daily life. No. Like, even for a fancy event, Mrs. Delacroce would never wear this hat. No, no, no. It was a bad hat. Uh, So then we have the gold hat. The gold hat is a little nicer. I like the gold hat. I thought it it, it fit him nicely and it looked good on him. Well, the gold hat also, too. It was a statement piece. I agree. I would say it's also I it, I would I get a very twenties flapper vibe yeah, from exactly. that, hat, which mm-hmm. I mean ties into our film today. Mm-hmm. I don't want to jump the gun in discussing it, but you know it, I I it definitely seemed like the kind of hat someone would wear in uh, nineteen twenty-two. I I do like with each hat Dunstan does look at himself in the mirror. He, he does. is he, taking he it. He evaluates. In. It. He's actively checking out the hats. Yeah. He's yeah. not just sort of goofing about in this room. The know? next hat I would describe it as a fur hat. Yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. round. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the last What do you hat- think? Uh, what do you think the Russians did? <laughs> <laughs> well, like in 2016 or. What do you think now? the Russians did to uh, really corner the, uh, the market on fur hats, you know? I don't know because let me tell you let me tell you something. Because a me, fur hat, you often hey. would just call a Russian hat. See, my you know? concern yeah. was the fact that an animal was wearing a fur hat. That was what kind of a, unnerved me. It was like a human wearing a skin hat. But not really though, because it's not an orangutan hat. Yeah, we don't it, even know what fur that could be. Yeah, but mink. it's so weird. Mink, an orangutan and a mink would never interact. Yeah, an orangutan and a mink are <laughs> as far apart as a human and a mink. I would say. <laughs> Now let me let me tell you. Remember per- Minkus from Boy Meets World? Yeah. What? Minkus. Minkus. Oh yeah, Minkus. <laughs> let me tell you a, a personal. Would you anecdote. wear a hat made uh. out of Minkus? No. No. That's the whole thing I'm trying to say right now. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. I want to tell you personally. For me, I had a fur hat like this one. I remember. I thought it was lost. Yeah. My parents unearthed it. Yeah. Oh. And I have it again. That's how, I don't know where I'd wear it, but I want to. When it's cold out, you'd wear it. Yeah, I don't think it's real fur. I think it's a you well, know, sure. a faux fur. A mutual friend of ours, who I will not mention on the podcast, okay. but I feel like once I say this, you will understand who I'm talking about. I'm so ready. Go on. Offered to buy me a um, a uh, a Chinese Red Army hat. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> the <laughs> communist Red Army hat. I think so. I am a communist. I won't deny that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I tried to explain to this person that I'm probably not going to wear that hat anywhere. Uh-huh. And they were so insistent that they would buy it for me next time I saw it. Uh-huh. And it was a, a, I mean, a fur hat as well. Uh-huh. I don't know why I'm bringing this up. Well, it's a fur hat. That's why. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so then the last hat, I would describe it. It is a it is a long build round yeah. hat. And the, the, the pattern on it is Dalmatian. I agree. Yeah. You yeah. say that like it's a controversial statement, but I agree. Well, not most people don't want to dress like Cruella DeVille, but apparently Mrs. Delacroce does sometimes. Cruella DeVille had many flaws, yeah. but the woman had style. Baby. And that's why we're we're going to see the Disney preview starring Emma Stone. Do not defend Cruella DeVille. <laughs> she had a badass song. She's trying she to kill. She had some fucking style. I'm not saying she was a perfect person. Don't get me wrong. I'm I will saying go, she had I will, style. I will go home defending Ursula. Glenn Close <laughs> played a, her fantastically shut in two up for a films. Second. She did. It's not, I'm not above defending a Disney villain. Yeah. 
Carlville was Carlville was trying to kill dogs. I'm not saying she was right. In That's that. unforgivable. And, You're right. And, I mean, you bring up Ursula, and I'll say in some of the lore and the backstory, Ursula is supposed to be King Triton's sister who was cast aside, like Loki. Exactly. I so, actually we watched this together for the first time. I had never, never seen, seen it, the Little I was Mermaid. Like, uh-huh. Sit your ass down. We're watching the Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. And she she basically liked uh, Ursula up until the moment when she kicked Max in the face at the wedding. Oh, that was I fucked up. It's like, oh well, she's That's a villain up. now. Yeah, that was fucked up when she did. that. When you hurt a dog, you become a villain for life. That's true. <laughs> uh, so then now let's let's we're we're passing through the minute, and passing Dunstan has opened minute. a dresser. Yeah. Dunstan has opened a dresser drawer. <laughs> A dresser at the hotel. A Fran dresser. Yes. As we talked about in minute two or whatever. No, minute four, three. I think it was. It was one of yours, so it must have been three. It was early on when we talked about um, Beauty and the Beast. Beautician and the Beast. Beautician and the Beast, excuse me. Fran Dresser's break into film. Uh, Do you think Fran Dresser is better than we're currently giving her? I mean, mean she plays Alana's aunt on Broad City, and I think that's some pretty excellent casting there. I agree with that. Oh, shit. I haven't... I've only watched, like, two episodes of Broad City, so that sounds fantastic. Excellent. She's good casting of Alana and Abby's family members, The whole family is cast perfectly. Fran Dresser, Perry Gilpin. There's good castings in there. You're you're trying to draw me in with some Frasier connection. Yeah, I am. Yep. Woo! Uh, So, Dunstan opens this dresser drawer. Now, first of all, do we want to talk about... Um, how people use dressers when they're staying at a hotel. Yes, we do. Okay. <laughs> how long is this woman staying at this hotel? So, Mrs. De La Croce She's is there a, for the crystal ball! She's a VIP member of um, of the Majestic Hotel. I mean, she stays off early and often. <laughs> and uh, I, I could only assume that she does have, you know, a drawer set up. If, she, if she's staying there for more than a week, I can believe that she is has unpacked and is living in the hotel, unpacked into the drawers. And also, she's a VIP member. I imagine she has some sort of staff that will do that for her. Yeah, but she's also just there to go to the Crystal Ball, no? The Crystal Ball is a big event that's being planned at, at the Majestic Hotel. Okay. And she hasn't brought her husband, so she's perhaps hoping for a dalliance. You think I she's mean, trying to I fuck? saw the panties done. So I think out of she's that trying to fuck. She didn't bring her granny panties. She brought her. That's true. She panties. did bring sexy panties. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, and especially from the first time that they interact, uh, Lord Rutledge. It did seem like Mrs. Delacroce would maybe want to fuck Lord Rutledge. Yeah. 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 That's disappointing. Why is that disappointing? I, no one. No, they, no one wants to fuck Lord Rutledge. No one should want to fuck <laughs> Lord Rutledge. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but. So she is unpacked into the dresser. Yes. Which I personally never do when I go to a hotel, even when I'm staying for three plus days. When was the last time you stayed for three plus days at a hotel? San Diego Comic Con. That doesn't count. It, well, that's what you're saying. <laughs> that was three plus days. Yeah, but that's also a situation where there's like five of us in a room where no one could. You can't really unpack that That's situation. a little under the rug, don't you know? I well, I think any time that I listen, as somebody who's worked in a hotel. We know. I we don't, know that room is packed. Yeah, but y'all don't care. That's the thing. Y'all don't care. No, we don't. We don't uh, get paid enough to care. We don't make noise, and we're just we're just there. Just there to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing is, my point is though, five of us in one hotel room, no one has clear ownership of the dresser. 
Well, when when we did land within that room, one person there did say, "Can I unpack into the dresser?" And and I, as far as I know, all of us said, "Yeah, go ahead." Yeah, because none of us none of us wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I always feel much safer keeping it all within my suitcase. Yeah, because then I, I won't forget anything. Exactly. Yeah, true. But I think when you're rich, like Mrs. Delacroce, you don't gotta forget yeah, something. Oh, I fucking... lost these fancy panties. I'll just buy six more tomorrow. Yeah. Fucking rich people, they just pack in the dresser and leave it there because yeah, yeah. who fucking cares? Because they can buy more shit. I mean, honestly, for all we know, she has like a standing room. She seems like. What do you mean? Like she just keeps her room on hold or something. That's not a thing. Is that a thing? That can't be a thing. I mean, I you worked in the hotel business. Is that a thing? I mean. The hotel I worked at was a kind of a garbage pail, so sure. we didn't do that. And if you did, you would have to pay for every night. Yeah, exactly. Every many, single night. I don't want you to ask too. I don't want you to reveal too much about the hotel that you used to work at. But I do. Do you know how many stars it had? Uh, it was uh, P- Priceline and uh, oh. similar sites rated it as a three star hotel. I was gonna I, guess three, but it it probably wasn't because the the way that I've heard it. Is that if you allow children in your hotel, it can't go above four. Well, see, the thing about like booking sites is that those stars aren't mm. actually the industry rating. Those are customer ah. reviews. Pro tip. Oh, those are not the actual star ratings of the hotels. Yeah. Those are just what the customers gave this, the hotel. Because within the fiction of this film, uh, this the, is Majestic, a five star hotel. the Majestic <laughs> Hotel is a five star hotel. And um, according to Mrs. Dubrow, yeah, uh, there, Dubrow. there is a, a kind of a secret shopper who is going to decide whether or not the Majestic Hotel is worthy of a fictional sixth star, which uh-huh. will make it the top of the top. Yeah, uh, the creme de la creme. Yeah, <laughs> which uh, under under my from what I've heard from other people, the the it would not even be eligible for a fifth star because it. It allows children. You no, know? because uh, the only kids we see are Kyle and Brian, and they live there. I, I mean, I feel like you guess? can't just say, like, oh, you have kids, you can't stay at this hotel because we're a five-star hotel. Like, fucking Donald Trump has kids. He can stay at five-star hotels with, his, with little Baron Trump. Fool. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that's what I've heard from someone, and that was, like, ten years ago. So I don't know. But I, I, that's that's the way that I've always understood it. Like I, I see Weird. no way that you could possibly enforce that. Like if you if somebody comes to check in, they leave their kids in the car, <laughs> and you say okay, check into the room, and they bring their kids up to the room, and then there's kids in your hotel. That's there's true. no way I don't know to how enforce, they enforce that. it either. That's true with know. dogs as well. Some people secret secret. To I mean, dogs. Th- there are ways to find out if there's a dog in the room. First and foremost. When the dog barks every time somebody walks by the room. <laughs> or when the housekeeper walks in. <laughs> you should get a silent dog. Hey, we all know about silent dogs. Hey. My dog, he's being a very good boy. Silent as, silent yeah. as death right but now. But across all your podcasts, I'd say we've heard Nucky at least a couple of times. That's true. Nucky has made himself known. Uh, what is my next note? Kissy faces. So Dunstan reaches into the dresser. Mm-hmm. Pulls out, as you've already said, the fancy pair of panties. Puts them on his head. That's makes... like a classic goof. Yes. Yeah. I recently saw the feature film What Men Want. And if you've seen the trailer for that, you know that there's a bit where a small child takes a woman's pair of underwear and puts them on his head and pretends they're a superhero mask. Let me ask you this. <laughs> as someone who is a great fan of 
of Shaquille O'Neal as an actor. Okay. Should I go see this film? No, the trailer showed you everything you need. Oh, that's disappointing. That's as much as he's in the film. That's they disappointing. Have some, what I'll tell you is they have alternate takes from what's in the trailer, but the scene that's in the trailer is all that he's in the film. Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Something I suspected about this film is that there would be a transphobic moment where she sees someone who, I mean, he's, when she sees a trans woman, believes this to be a cis woman, and then hears their thoughts and reveals that it is quote-unquote secretly a man. They never... Which ooh, is a shitty thing gross. that would be in this type of movie. Yeah. They never had that moment. Okay. I was also waiting for that moment, I and was, it never I saw occurred. this trailer, and I, I was certain that, that that moment would be in the film, but you're saying it's not. That's, that no. is nice to but hear. But you know yeah. what also... I was also waiting for a moment in the film when Mel Gibson would cameo, because he was in the original What Women Want. Sure. He never does. That's interesting. That's... Fun fact about that movie, I watched that with my parents when I was like eight oh, years old. no. I have rarely been more uncomfortable. <laughs> I haven't seen the film, so I, I'm, I, I don't know to what you're referring. There's an entire scene where he just learns how important foreplay is mm. because men don't really do that very much. Yeah. Yeah. That's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> yeah, what men want is not good either. <laughs> it's a yeah. I mean, I believe you. It's rough. Uh, what do we all think of this joke? He puts on the puts the underwear on his head, and makes kissy faces. I like it. It was a cute moment. He got his hair was kind of messed up. His fur was kind of messed up from the panties. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a cute moment. He, he made a little, me smile. He was a little cute. I'll agree. You seem like you're reluctant to agree with that. You don't have to agree just because I'm your girlfriend. It's fine. (laughs) I'll agree. He was cute. So then what happens next is Dunstan seems to climb on top of the dresser, opening the drawers, and throwing the clothes hither and thither. See, this is what I mean. This is why I say this is a bad minute. Uh This is cheap mayhem. (laughs) This is... They're selling us the idea of, of fun to mayhem here, but really it's 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 lackluster. It's uninspired. He's just throwing clothes around. No one fucking cares. And yet we're supposed to buy that this is this fun monkey mayhem. And I'm just not I'm not getting that. See personally this. I didn't feel that, that was fun at all. I felt like it was a personal attack on the person on the occupant of that room. Like sure. if I came back after a long day and I just wanted to be in my hotel room. And a monkey had just thrown all this shit around my room. Why are my panties everywhere? I'd be upset. I would sure. be angry. Yeah. So it, I felt like that was a moment maybe for, uh, what's her name? Mrs. Mrs. Delacroce. I felt like this maybe was a, um, an opportunity for Mrs. Delacroce to grow as a person and understand, you know, her, her feelings and her emotions. Yeah. Yeah. It is at this moment I would like to talk about the Greg Gatsby. Okay. <laughs> now, you, you piece of shit. <laughs> you motherfucker. What do you mean? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> You're going to wait till this moment to talk about the Greg Gatsby? Well, it's a pretty big thing in the movie. <laughs> uh, so the Greg Gatsby, yeah. as we know, is based on the novel by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yes. Uh, it is about uh, a, a rich man who's in love with a rich woman, and you know they can't just get it together, and they 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 end up killing people about it. Yeah. So uh, bad you know. times were had by all. <laughs> yeah. I love the book. I love the movie. <laughs> Why? Is what I'm gonna ask. No, there's parts of the movie that I really, really, really hate. 
like the whole movie because so Baz Luhrmann decides to make it kind of a narrative choice in this that uh, Nick Carraway, the narrator from the novel, played yes. by Tobey Maguire in the film, yes. is writing this book, writing this story from a sanitarium, as it is called. Yeah. He has been committed for excess drinking and no, no. insomnia. He what was is it? committed oh, for morbid alcoholism. There it is. <laughs> That's true. Now, this is not in the book at all. And when I originally saw this film, I was so fucking mad because this is so dumb. Yeah, it is so dumb. It is basically... Agreed. It is a director, writer, whoever's in charge of the script saying, hey, what if we explained... Why he wrote this book. And I went, no, we don't need to fucking explain why he wrote the book. Because Nick Carraway is the Personally, narrator. Personally, as somebody who hates The Great Gatsby, I would like an explanation from Ed Scott, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Well, F. Scott Fitzgerald will tell you that Along he was with an apology. a drunk asshole. <laughs> and he just wanted to write. And he wrote some pretty things centered around drunk people. <laughs> And then he, you know, he was mean to his wife or whatever. It's it's a whole it's a whole fucked up thing. I mean, I thing. also feel like the the shitty thing with this framing device is it feels like a a sort of um, failed attempt to lend some sort of arc to Nick's character, oh, yeah. which does not exist. Yeah. Definitely, Nick is just kind of just there. a device to move the plot forward. Yeah, but he doesn't actually have any kind of personality. Yep. No. Yep. 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 Yep, I'll agree with that 100%. So you do agree with this so far? Nick is a very empty narrator. He's yeah. he's just there. He sees stuff and he, he doesn't react. He forgets his own birthday. Yeah. Like, but he also, <laughs> for, for it, one of the main characters being his own cousin that he appears to love and care about, he doesn't care. Like, it yeah. just, he says he cares and then doesn't. And then he immediately goes off with her husband to cheat on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then he also assists Gatsby in being being part of you know of uh, 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 an outer marriage relationship, an extramarital yeah. affair. Yeah, it's it's insane. But I do. I mean, I have so much love for the book. There's a lot of good prose in the book that I really really love, and seeing a lot of it on film is very good for me. And then seeing <laughs> some of it on film is very bad. <laughs> There's some parts that, when translated to film, are very slow and plotting and just goes nowhere. Yeah. Like the the green light, I have to say, mm. we put that in our drinking game that we had to drink every time the green light was a thing. Yeah. And it was a thing too many times. Yeah. We see well, that green light a lot. <laughs> you, know what, you know what was too many, many times. times and it was in the drinking game and I didn't think it was too many times? Gatsby looking through a window. Jesus. That motherfucker is always looking through windows. I don't understand it. I yeah. don't know. Uh, but yeah. The, he also the, says sport too much. Well, that's in the book, and I like yeah, that's, that. That's an ongoing joke. <laughs> I was on Tumblr when this movie came out, I remember. Well, oh, I, God. I mean, in, within the context of the book, oh, I feel Lord. it's part of his idea that he doesn't know anyone personally, so his way of pretending he does is he calls them sport. Hey there, buckaroo. Yeah, exactly. It's hey, buddy, instead of buddy, it's sport. I guess. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, it's it's an affectation of the time, and it's very, you know, now it's like, oh my God, why? But I, at the time, it would have been semi-whatever. I guess. Yeah. Um. I mean, but do do we? I mean, Emily, I'm sure you have thoughts on the the casting of Gatsby and Tobey Maguire within so much, within the context of each other. We talked a little bit during the film about about the pussy posse. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess it's appropriate casting in that this is a movie about fucking rich assholes being rich assholes and there's no meaning or it's not meaningful or interesting. It's just shitty people being shitty and I I hope bad things happen to them because they're awful and I don't know why I'm supposed to care about them. And that's also true of Tobey Maguire and Leonardo DiCaprio who were in real life in a group of friends who called themselves the Pussy Posse and went around and did horrible things. I think some of that, though, is is within the context of the book. They don't bring this to the movie, which is unfortunate. Within the context of the the book, they have a, a, a bit... Uh, uh, towards the end of the book where Nick goes and actually meets up with Daisy and Tom before they leave town. They, okay. they move away after this. Um, at the end of the film, there's a car accident, which which kills a woman. And yeah. then there's also a gun ac- gun purposement. A, it's gun, not an accident. a gun purposement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an accident. No. Yeah. Um, and so Daisy and Tom leave town. And before they leave town, there's something that I, I believe it's Daisy says to Nick. Um, about uh, uh, the way that she says it. She says that um, it takes two people to make an accident happen. Two two mm. careless people for an accident to happen. Yeah. But Nick doesn't believe... Nick believes it only takes one careless person. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, all you have to do is you have to fuck up. To, exactly. To yeah. So I, I think that's <laughs> so crucial to the, the crux of everything. For it not to be in the film is, is a real detriment but I remember it from the book, and I'm very, I'm very invested in that idea, and I think that, that should have carried through and didn't. That's all. Yeah, it super didn't. I mean, that yeah. would at least lend some sort of, I mean, that idea would lend something to the film of like, hey, sometimes people can be careless and do fucking shitty things, and yeah. like that, that was them doing a shitty thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 movie isn't even that hard on the characters. No, like the movie isn't even hard enough to say that people sometimes do shitty things. It just shows shitty people doing shitty things, and expects us to I don't know be invested in their story in a, in a way that I'm just super super not. I mean, if y'all if y'all haven't seen uh you know Gatsby, big old spoiler right now. Gatsby dies, and uh, this fucking what? movie. This fucking movie ends like minutes after Gatsby dies. Yeah. And that's not the case for the book. That's not the case for the 1970 version. (laughs) That's not the case for like the 1940 version. Like there's it's it's insane to me that this version specifically Gatsby dies. The movie ends like it just drops off and ends right there. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah. But like the, the book and other versions of the film have ideas about. Um, Gatsby's uh, Gatsby's father is still alive and he comes back and is like oh my god I can't believe my son died and Nick is like oh my god it was your son and they talk and they have a moment like it's that sounds boring it's a little boring but (laughs) there's like deeper moments than what we saw in this film but specifically I did choose this film to pair it not only because um, Mrs. Delacroce's room is full of opulent items yes you know fancy hats fancy underwear 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 (laughs) excuse me fancy um uh jewelry we see later in the moment yeah um but then there's a very specific moment where for seemingly no reason dunstan is throwing the clothing items out of the dresser and this very closely to me mimics the scene where gatsby is showing off for daisy Uh, and tossing his shirts out. I did. I as soon as I saw this minute, I did think of this moment in The Great Gatsby. I, yeah, I, I will admit. You got very upset at Gatsby during that, that <laughs> scene. I did. I just, I distinctly remember you were just like, "I hate this man." Yeah, because he's a rich piece of shit, just, yeah. just fucking showing off like all this shit that like 
some people would kill for, but he just has given to him, and it doesn't mean anything to him. Well, he is a bootlegger. I don't know if it's necessarily it's given well to him. explained in the movie. No, it is no, not. The well clothes explained. are given to him because he's rich, though. He's a bootlegger. If he got money, you got him for free, as Cobra Starship, our poets of our time, have said Ooh, in what? the past. Who? Cobra Starship. Who's that? They're, they're a band. Okay. <laughs> but that's my point. I mean, he's a bootlegger, whatever. Fuck it. Hey, you know? Um, I mean, there's a, big, there's a big scene in this film where Tom Buchanan, Daisy's husband, confronts him because through his illicit means, he has gotten alcohol or things that are made of alcohol into drugstores to sell to people. And then that money gets back to him, and it's all illicit because of the honestly. The, is this just Volt, some Voltstead act? Is this just some fucking weird ass bullshit that shows these like horrible fucking rich assholes, and like obviously should be about the evils of wealth and how rich people just fucking fuck over poor people because they can, because they have power and they like that, and just pretends that it's about the evils of alcohol? Because I'm looking at this movie, who's like a this guy who's like a shitty person is Gatsby, and he's a bootlegger. Like, is this just this? And you know, alcoholism is such a huge thing in this thing it's ironic that we're all drunk while we're doing this show, <laughs> guess. um but is this just this weird fucking thing where they're trying to they're trying to pin all these you know excesses and evils of the rich on alcoholism which i think is a very fucking obvious misdirect i don't know if casey has thoughts on this but it's definitely in this version of the film this is very explicit in that nick is drunk a lot. Nick Carraway, yes. our narrator. Yes. And a lot of people, when they read the book... And he goes to a sanitarium for morbid uh, Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> in, in the book, a lot of people interpreted Nick as not drunk. Not an alcoholic. Yeah. That he only drank because Gatsby, Gatsby pushed him to. Mm. And that other than once or twice, he was never drunk throughout the narration of the book. Interesting. And within... When, when this film came out, I remember it being a big thing that Nick is drunk within the narrative of the film huh. because he is, it, people have always interpreted the book as meaning that he is never drunk. Listen, this guy is going to parties in the 1920s. He's drunk. Yeah. It's just what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, they use, there, there's a line in the film which is from the book where he says, I, I've only been drunk twice. And then he says, and the second time was at this party with Tom Buchanan. Yeah. But the movie takes that to mean after that he's drunk Pretty much whenever. Yeah, yeah. I, I took that to mean up until that time. Yes. But yeah. granted, I did not finish the book in high school when I was told to. Good yeah, for you. I, I think I think the the book more or less implies that at Gatsby's parties that Nick didn't drink. But I kind of like this idea that Nick is an unreliable narrator. Yeah. Within his own story, he is lying about himself to kind of recover himself, but still telling the truth about Gatsby, Daisy, Tom, and the rest. Yeah. Which is interesting because the whole that the whole first opening monologue is about how he shouldn't judge others. Yes. Yes. I I love that part. That to me, the beginning of this the book, which is kind of intact within this film, is is very crucial. But then the film goes off on its own little whatever it wants to do. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think it's visually interesting. I think it's a fine representation. He's got great visuals. Does he? He does. (laughs) Fight me. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) Boz Lerman is just reverse Tim Burton. Oh. That's why I like him, because I don't like Tim Burton. Shit, whoa. 
Here's what I'm going to say about Tim Burton. You know, hey, I went through a Tim Burton phase. It happens to some of us sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I watch Tim Burton now, and I'm like, this is just some fucking dickhead who uses gray. Like, whatever. <laughs> who cares? Boz Lerman's the same fucking thing, but just for bright colors. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I really hate Slumdog Millionaire. Okay, I never saw what it. What does that have to do with anything? Didn't Baz Luhrmann direct that? No, that's Danny Boyle. Oh my god, I thought Baz Luhrmann directed that shit. You have hated Slumdog Millionaire since the day it came out. I can't resist talking about how much I hate that film. Even when so it has when nothing to do with anything. confused, that's what I have to say. <laughs> what did Baz Luhrmann direct that I hated? Australia. I haven't seen that. Romeo plus Juliet. Moulin I Rouge. Like I hate Moulin Rouge. That's the one. I also Why? hate Moulin Rouge. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Casey. It's a bad movie. It's a great time, and Love also I love you, and McGregor. Sucks. But Romeo plus we, Juliet uh, is all the three best. Of us love you, and McGregor, but we <laughs> yeah, cannot like... get behind Moulin Rouge. <laughs> I can. I don't know what your oh problem is. I don't know why you hate Troy, but it's a great time. <laughs> but Romeo plus Juliet is the best adaptation of the play ever made. Okay. You haven't seen it? I care about. No. You're gonna. Even, even with uh, uh, boy John Leguizamo? Luigi's in there? No, I haven't. <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I've gotten he's her to Mercutio? watch it. Because, no, no, he's, he's Tybalt. No, he's Tybalt. Excuse me. Sorry. Mercutio is uh, I haven't read the, guy, Romeo he, and Julie the guy from Lost. Years. Wait, 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 what? what? Uh, Walt's dad? <laughs> Walt's dad? Yeah. Wait, you're telling me fucking... I'm Harold Perrineau is fucking sure I don't know the actor's name that's yeah. his name that is his name. that is Walt's dad his name is yeah. his character name is Michael Dawson what kind of fucking life am I living where I can remember the full name of both Walt's dad on Lost Michael Dawson and the actor who played him Harold Perrineau what kind of life have I and lived and you still haven't seen Romeo plus Juliet where he gives in probably his best performance <laughs> He's amazing. He's yeah. Mercutio. He does so Mercutio is a, a tight role. Let's yeah. talk about like, Great Gatsby. Okay. okay. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> I've said all I have to say about it. You go on. Well, here's this fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like expects me to fucking care about Nick whatever. Nick Carraway. Nick Carraway and Jay Gatsby yeah. and Tom Buchanan uh-huh. and Daisy Buchanan slash Carraway. Was that her maiden name? Uh, No. Okay, whatever. Her main name was something else, and I can't remember now. The point is... And Jordan Baker, of course. The point is, I'm seeing all these fucking people, Mm. and they're having their lives, and they're doing shit, and I'm supposed to take some fucking meaning from this. When I watch this movie, and the only meaning could possibly be that rich people are these fucking self-possessed narcissistic fucks who get so caught up in their own lives they fucking kill a woman and it just it only matters in in the sense of their personal story exactly that's why i hate the great gatsby it's just a bunch of people just a bunch of bad people doing selfish things and ruining other people's lives yes and we're supposed to take some i don't know some metaphor from that but like fuck that like the only thing is like fucking yeah gatsby should die at the end he's like, a piece <laughs> of shit I think maybe that's why Nick Carraway is so disassociated from the rest of he the narrative. He should die too. But he's he's not really caught up within the the moneyed aspect. He's not really caught up in the murder aspect. He's no, so, he's just he's someone who fucking removed. watches. He's someone who fucking sits in a room he just and hears Tommy Cannon say some racist shit yeah. and watches Gatsby do some fucked up shit and watches all these people do fucked up shit and makes no comment on it. Like, he fucking sucks, too. Like, he's doing nothing. Like he's, he enables every single person in the show. Exactly. 
They all fucking suck. Yeah. Like he goes with Tom when he has his extramarital affair. Extramarital affair. Yeah. Well, he sets up the that. Gatsby and Daisy affair. Yeah. yeah. He just lets Jordan be a bitch all the time. <laughs> I don't know. Jordan seems cool. Because here's the thing about Jordan. All she does is fucking shit on these people who I hate. So like, yeah, of course I like Jordan. Fair. Yeah. In the book, there's a little more to her, but I can, I could see I could, she's good. <laughs> she's overall good. Uh, she does kind of have a uh, in the book. She has a halfway bad ending where she ends up getting married to some guy just just because it's the twenties and you have to get married to some guy. Sure. I don't know this movie. <clears throat> I don't know the movie seems shitty. I didn't like the story. I didn't like the visuals. I didn't like any of it. I don't think yeah, I like the book. The parties looked super rad. Like did the they? parties at Gatsby's house, they looked like they were a fun time. Did yeah. they? Yeah. yeah, they really did. I don't know. I do have to say my favorite clip swinger is from the 70s version. Okay, shut up for a second. Yeah. But imagine actually being at those parties. See, no, I don't want to go to those parties because I am an introvert and I have social anxiety. Okay, but no, no. Even forget that. Like, let's say, let's say you didn't have that. Let's say okay. you didn't have social anxiety. Who are you going to fucking talk to at these parties? They're all assholes. You don't talk to people at these parties. You get drunk, you jump in the pool. You probably do some cocaine or some shit because it's the 20s. And it's but that's so what I'm saying. Like, really, but no, but like, really think about it. Like, sure, you can do cocaine. Sure, you can jump in the pool. Whatever. Imagine a party where you never talk to anyone. Personally, it sounds like a great party. I would just explore <laughs> this amazing castle by the beach and just have a great time. I don't know. I have a hard time not seeing that as just like, oh, this is the collection of the greatest assholes in the world. And there's a moment that really bothered me where um, fucking Nick is like, everyone from all walks of life of New York came to this party. It's all fucking white people at the party. It's all rich <laughs> white people. What the fuck do you mean everyone from all walks of life well, came to this party? From a person from the 1920s, they wouldn't think of all walks of life as anything other than white people. True, but what I'm saying is like even this platonic ideal of this party that he established, like this place where like it's this crazy Bacchanal or who are doing cocaine and jumping in the pool and all walks of life came there. Like, no, that's not true. The racism like, is really downplayed in the movie. It really is. And also like, <sighs> it, like these parties wouldn't be fun. These parties are just rich shitheads being rich shitheads. Like you would be there and the second you say anything to anyone, they would say something shitty and fucked up and you look at them like, whoa, I'm trying to just fucking do cocaine and jump in the swing pool right now, but you're ruining my fucking trip because you're such a racist, rich asshole. I mean, even even Nick has an issue early on in the parties where uh, another guy there recognizes him as not a moneyed person, as yeah. they say it. And he's like, uh, poor people have no place here because Nick exactly. isn't exactly rolling in dough he's just getting started as as a, a you as know a an investment banker broker whatever yeah. a weird weird almost prequel to another uh leonardo dicaprio film the wolf of wall street <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and so nick is like just getting started in that and this other guy is like uh you don't have money so i'm gonna take the woman that you're with away from you and yeah. she's not gonna stop me because i have money yeah so i guess and that's this- another way of uh, showing that nick is an unreliable narrator yeah we yeah. shouldn't believe a word he says because he's garbage Yes. Yeah. They're all garbage. No one in this movie is likable. It's a shit story. Shitty people. And I hate it. I still enjoy it. <laughs> I don't know what to say to you. It's worth noting that Andrew is literally wearing a t-shirt of the Great Gatsby cover. Yeah. Yeah. Cover I think the that are, the, cover are the, the book, eyes including of the eyes of T.J. Eckelberg. Yep, there you go. Yeah. Uh, when I was younger, I thought of it as uh, kind of a, it looked like um, ghastly. From the Pokemon. Well, sure. Oh my God. You're not gonna find me shitting on Ghastly. I love Ghastly. Um, yeah. Now, what I'm what I'm curious about, I'm looking at this shirt here. 
and I'm seeing these eyes. No glasses. Yeah. And that's on the book cover. I thought he was an Oculus. I thought this was a billboard for an Oculus. I think yeah, he book... keeps eyes healthy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's not the like book my cover... eyes. And the film, the eyes have glasses. That's true. I think the book cover is kind of mimicking the idea of the eyes of T.J. Eckelberg, but really they're meant to be perhaps like Daisy's eyes or something because there's a fake like teardrop you see. Oh, yeah, God. and she's got like lipstick. It yeah, seems there's, like a, it's very, there's lips, a there's female face. lips. So I don't know. Anyone can wear lipstick, first right. of all. I, right. Yeah. Second of all, can we? are we done talking about this fucking movie that I hate? Hey, I already said my bit about the clothes being thrown out. That's my connection to I this minute. I think I said my bit. Casey, do you have any more I'm, thoughts on The Great all. Gatsby? That's all, yeah. Okay. All right, where's my notes? There they are. Nope. I lost a page. Good job. Well, I'm going to find that page, and then we're going to keep talking about the old... Here it is. Uh... So doesn't he turn the clothes around? We see a lot of different shots of the clothes being thrown around. Yeah. Uh, one of the overhead shots we see there is a uh, on top of the dresser there is kind of a something shiny. Well, there's a no, no, no. There's a folder with the logo for the Majestic Hotel in it. Oh yeah. Do you think this is like a um, what do you call that? A takeout menu? What do you call that? A room service menu? Or perhaps. Or like list of services kind of probably. it's probably it. a directory of some yeah, kind yeah yeah um but dustin just he doesn't care about that he's throwing the clothes around no uh but then there is the moment where in the foreground yep. we see something shiny something shiny and in the background we see dunston and then he notices that in the foreground he comes over and picks it up yeah is it it's like a bracelet yeah sure maybe a necklace yeah i thought yeah, maybe sure. it was a choker or something okay yeah but it is very i would buy a choker it's diamond filled. It is like two rows of diamonds. There's a lot of diamonds. Lots of diamonds. A lot very of shiny. shiny is on this. <laughs> Dunson picks it up. He holds it in front of his face. He's like investigating it. Yeah. And he decides to put it into his fanny pack. Yes. Do you think they actually got the orangutan Samson? That is the real name of the actual oh, orangutan actor. Do they think? Do you think Emily? Do you think they got him? to do this or do you think they had someone put on monkey gloves to put this into a fanny pack I had taken screen grabs of of the minute and I had investigated and I could not tell I I, I think this would be a fairly easy thing to train an orangutan to do Yeah, Mm -hmm. if I'm being honest he's got thumbs I mean even magpies can steal shiny things like that's a fairly easy thing to train animals to do I feel like do you think they could they could train him without him like putting them in his mouth or something? Mm, I don't know. I mean, they trained the monkey to put underwear on his head. Well, okay. So that's one thing. But the way that they this shot is framed, the, the Dunstan putting the jewelry into his fanny pack, it's a close-up on the middle of the monkey with the fanny pack and just the hands. Yeah. We don't see the monkey's face or feet. I can yeah. see why you would suspect this. Yes. Because I know there's for sure, I don't want to jump ahead, but I know later on there's... Definitely a monkey glove situation. A monkey glove situation. <laughs> and in fact, we might have That's already seen really one, but we just don't realize. <laughs> monkey glove situation. Hello, New York. We are the, the monkey, monkey glove, glove situation. situation. <laughs> one, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that a lot. That's really good. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I was trying to determine whether or not this was a monkey glove situation, and yeah. I could not. I, I don't have any answers for you. Okay. My question I, I for you way. is why. Is he wearing a fanny pack? They're awful. 
I judge I judge fanny packs. Fanny personally. packs are great. Well, Neither he's wearing it for the wrong. thieving purpose. He's yeah, come this to this is room specifically to thieve. a thieving fanny pack. <laughs> yeah. We see him suit up in a previous minute and oh, puts on okay. the fanny pack for thieving purposes. This is the only minute of this movie I've ever seen, just that's for the fair. record. That's that's totally fair. <laughs> um fanny packs are cool for the record. You're you're wrong. <laughs> just wrong. They're helpful. They you can store shit in them and they look cool. When I was a child I wore two many out of three. <laughs> Oh, of course, we all, we all Everyone wore, wore them in the, in the 90s. It's it's not a matter of if you wore it. It's a matter of if it looked good. Did you ever wear it, it on not. your on your bum like you're supposed to? No. I refused to wear them as a child. My parents gave them to me, and I was like, no, I will just not have these things that you want me to have. Nah, that's a cool look. I might start wearing one again. Oh. <laughs> I kept, like, video games in my in, in mine when I was a child. Sure. Like, Game Boys and, and the associated things. Sure, Fanny Pack's great. Yeah. It was useful. I was at a store recently, I saw, like, a, a fancy Fanny Pack. Now, that was a hell of a sight. Was it a, bejeweled? A fanny seat No, it was, like, it was just, like, a classy leather Fanny Pack. Oh. I've it, seen... was, it was circle-shaped instead of Fanny Pack-shaped. It's horrifying. I've seen yeah. the the new style is to wear it across your from shoulder to to underarm. No, this is something you saw in a cartoon. No, I've seen this in fashion shows. Is that how they're wearing fanny packs in Milan? Yes, in <laughs> Milan they're wearing them from shoulder to underarm. I don't I, I don't like that. That to me is trying to dress up a fanny pack. Well, it's kind of like they're a very tiny backpack. Like you can rotate it around. Yeah, I don't your, like. I don't like torso. that. I don't like that one bit. I don't. I don't like that. Anymore, I don't like any fanny packs ever. I well, do I think not endorse g- them. <laughs> I discourage anyone from using. You know them. what they call a fanny pack in the UK? A bum something. A bum bag. Yeah. Because oh, right. fanny, fanny means, means vagina yeah. in the UK. I'm just gonna let it sit for a minute. Yeah. There was a, a little old British lady in in my church growing up, and I I said fanny pack, <laughs> and she was so scandalized. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, what did you just say? <laughs> That's really good. That's fantastic. Uh, so then Dunstan, he is he has procured the jewelry. Yes. So he goes and he flips off the lights. Yes. Then he puts back on his helmet. Yeah. His climbing helmet. Yeah, where did his helmet come from? Did he discard it when he entered the room? Yes. Yeah, this okay. was in a previous minute. So okay. when he suited up, he put on the helmet, lit it immediately. Yeah. It was a minor type helmet that has a Bad light call. on the front. Yeah. Bad call. Then he, he climbed up the building, hopped right into the room, and once he got into the room, he took it off so he could try on the hats. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's a bad call that he turned on the light immediately. Yeah, I agree. And then at the end of this minute, as he puts it back on, the light is back on. He's yeah. kept either kept the light on or immediately turns back on when he puts the helmet yeah, back it, on. Yeah, he's trying to be sneaky. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be having a light on when you're trying to be sneaky. Yeah. yeah, and I especially think he enters the room and he turns on the light in the room. He shouldn't turn on the light. He has the miner's helmet for the light. Yeah. You turn on the light in the room, then someone thinks you're in the room. If you're trying to be sneaky, you don't want anyone to know there's anyone in the room. Yeah, it's foolish. Right. There's a lot of foolish bits about this miner's I guess you could say there helmet. was some monkey business. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the first and not the last, I'm sure. Hell yeah. In this, job, within you. this podcast. I love you. That was a good job. Uh, so yeah, so that's the last moment of this minute. There's zero dialogue. Dunstan looks back towards the room that he has burgled. The lights yep. are off. His, his minor light is on. Yeah. End of minute. 
End of minute. Yeah. Not a good minute. Not a good minute. <laughs> I liked the minute, but it's the only minute I've seen. <laughs> I mean, the, maybe you would like the film. <laughs> the bit that I like, I thought Dunstan was cute. I liked the trying on heads I part. Do agree that Dunstan's cute. Yeah, but then the rest of it was kind of trash, kind yeah. of nowhere, kind no, of nothing. Not a great minute. Kind of drags on. This is a reverse of my famous catchphrase from the Super Mario Brothers yeah. minute, where I would say this is a good minute. Uh-huh. Now I'm gonna say this is a bad minute. Yeah, I'll agree. Uh, Plugs. Yeah. Do you want to reveal what your choice is for minute? Oh God! First, I have to look it up. Seven. What did I fucking even pick for minute twenty-seven? Yeah. She Let picked me... Romeo plus Juliet. No, that's, that's not definitely true. not true. <laughs> for minute twenty-seven. It's some dumb shit. It's not some dumb shit. It's a great movie. For minute twenty-seven. Yeah. Minute twenty-seven of this podcast. Yeah. Minute twenty-seven of Dunson checks in will be paired with a little movie called. Die Hard. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, all right. So that'll be really interesting. Uh, so you <laughs> Don't can... say it like that. I'm just saying that'll be really interesting. Wow. So you can, you Plus. know, find me on another podcast called Nothing New. Uh, it's a podcast about remakes. You can find that at benvnetwork.com slash nothing new. Every month, me and Justin Kuzan talk about remakes uh, go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Benvenuenetwork.com slash nothing new. Uh, I have another show called It's On My List. Uh, it's on my list pod.com. Uh, every month, uh, me and five others talk about films that people say should be on your list. We talk about films uh, from Gone with the Wind to The Matrix. It's all kinds of films. Uh, and we and we decide, you know, more or less whether or not people should see them, whether or not they're worthy of being on your list. Gone with the Wind isn't. I don't like Gone with the Wind. I'll, I'll I, 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 I preemptively. I haven't seen it, but I preemptively agree with you. And I should also mention that Melanie, who's in the room, but yeah. who's not been on the podcast, she looks pained by my saying that. It's her favorite movie of oh, all time. Oh, sorry, but I, I hate it so much. I'll tell you, of the six people in the room, that was our first episode of It's on My List. Of the six people, I was the only defender. Oh. <laughs> and I don't mind. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. It's on my listpod.com uh, and on Instagram and all the other places. And um, I have another... I have another... What? I have other... Do you know? Check you already the, said your other podcast. I know. I said my other podcast. I'm sorry. It's late and there was some drinking. That's the, true. You should check out all the good podcasts on Benview Network. <laughs> BenviewNetwork.com. A lot of good podcasts there. Check them all out. Uh, Casey, what do you got? What do you do? Oh, oh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew. What do you got, Casey? Oh, I wasn't. I, I was not prepared. Are you for on this. Twitter, Instagram? Do you want I to am. share those things? You, you I'm can. Casey Four Eyes. Yeah. On okay. on things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you like to promote at all. Um, Anything you think people should do? Well, I was I was talking to Melanie because she loves the twenties. Uh, if you like the twenties, you should read *The Diviners* by Liva Bray <laughs> because it's <laughs> an excellent book series diviners. about ghost hunters in nineteen twenties New York. So yeah, you should read those books. They're a great time. Check it out. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cool Emily. Uh, also Twitch. I'm on Twitch at Very Cool Emily. I stream three times a week. On Tuesday, I stream with this kid sitting over across from me. I'm there. We play Fortnite. We play Fortnite together on Tuesdays. And then on Thursdays, I play Dark Souls. Um, and then on the weekend, I play who knows. <laughs> Time will tell. It's a mystery. Um, you can subscribe to us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Dunstan Checks Men. We, we got every episode, every week... 
There's a there's a pre-show. You're you're trying to the point where you you're trying to explain more than you normally would. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, please take us. Please take it. That's our Patreon. Um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. No Podcasts. I love me some Podcasts. Apple Podcasts is the name of the format. Are you sure we're not going to get dropped from Apple Podcasts? By the way, we're going to who? There's a new thing. No, 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 no. I read into it. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? They sent out like a second and third email saying like, okay. You're fine. There was a thing where Apple was saying they were going to drop all podcasts that had numbers in their titles. What? Yeah. Why? They were they're, they're assholes. No, no. They're, basically, they're trying <laughs> That's to. That's right, Tim Apple. Apple? You're Tim an Apple asshole. is not a nice guy. Tim, we're Cook? never going to get. Fuck you. We're never going to get good promotion from Apple now because of that. <laughs> I I believe Tim Apple will do the right uh, thing. Yeah, that fucking guy. <laughs> Listen, it was a whole thing because. Excuse me. They're trying to promote within iTunes. They have special um, tags, meta tags that are made for season and episode signifiers. So they're attempting. I don't care about this one bit. Well, I'm I'm trying to explain to the listener so they can understand, but I'm trying to say Because I feel like the listener also doesn't care. (laughs) But I I asked. I'm curious. And now Andrew's going off. Apple. Is trying to force people to use their special meta tags, their special metadata, and not put it within the show notes so that you will rely on Apple and you can't use any other podcasting app or anything. Well, I mean, obviously, it's some sort of fucking crooked attempt to get you to just use Apple shit. I think they're they're backing it by trying to say, and I think that this is what people want to believe, the, the true podcast people, is that it makes it a cleaner title if you don't have numbers or That's whatever. That's some fucking horseshit. I agree I, with you. I hate I when my podcast titles don't have numbers in them because then I'm listening through the archives and I'm like, I don't know where the fuck yeah, I am I, don't in the know where I, am. I need to know those numbers. I need those numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think putting it in the metadata is good, but also having the title shouldn't make you suspect and removed or putting whatever. Putting it in the title is better, I feel. It, it's mostly better. That's all I can say. Go to Apple Podcasts and give us five star rating mm-hmm. and review us. And in the text of your review, mm-hmm. tell us what you find sexy about Donkey Kong. Oh. Or give us a six star review. Wow. <laughs> there it is. I saw you look above me, and yeah. I know there's a picture of Donkey Kong <laughs> above me. Oh, yeah. I know this is how your thought process works, because for a while. <laughs> When we were recording, there was Chewbacca was behind me, and yeah. so your your review opportunities of, included Chewbacca prompts. There were a number of Chewbacca prompts. That's correct. So now it's Donkey Kong because that is the month on your calendar. That's correct. Okay. Give us a five star review, and then the text of the review where you would normally talk about the show. Don't bother with that. Tell me what you find sexy about Donkey Kong. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Well, I'll just give you a little help. Maybe it's the tie. It's <laughs> a good looking tie. <laughs> Is there anything else we need to do in the vlog section? Uh, did you tell them where to email us, where to Instagram you us, where to Twitter us? You can fucking email us at dunsoncheksmin at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at dunsoncheksmin. And you can follow us on Twitter at Majestic Hotel NY. That's all good. And until next week, we're checking out.
Hello, this is Brendan Creasy, and I'm the host of Radio Brendo Man, a podcast on the Benvy Network. I'll be interviewing a new guest each episode on the show. We'll be talking about creating things, all things geek culture, movies, TV, and all kinds of other stuff. If that sounds cool, check out Radio Brendo Man at radiobrendo.com, benvynetwork.com, or in your podcast app. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.